0: Good morning and welcome to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with the Hosterman team here at Citywide Home Loans. In the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Tommy Carafa with HomeSmart. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. Today, Tommy and I will be talking about what sellers need to know in this changing market. We are coming out of an extreme seller's market, and that has an effect on the way that sellers should be thinking and acting. Stay tuned for a triple play of Denver's hottest listings. A quick disclaimer: that Citywide Home Loans and Homesmart are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. Tommy Caraffa, show number seven. How are you, buddy?
1: Good. I love I love that number seven. My favorite number, John <laughs> Elway. <laughs> that was my number in high school. I, lo- I love the number seven. So.
0: We got Tommy a little plaque this morning for being our uh, our MVP guest the most times. Number seven. Yeah, thank um, you. I love um, that plaque. As always, Tommy, thanks so much. We love having you on the show. Uh, for those that don't know, Tommy Carafa is is a native. He's, he's a local here in the Denver area. Um, and he knows real estate as well as anybody, uh, anybody else around. So we love having Tommy on the show. He's got great insights. Tommy, tell us a little bit about, uh, your real estate experience, career history here in Colorado.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again. It's, it's a pleasure. I I love being a part of this show and educating buyers and sellers on real estate. Um, I am I've actually been in real estate for, for about ten years now. So I've coming right out of the oh eight, oh nine kind of crash and into it now. Um so it's been it's been a it's been a wild ride. That that's that's for sure. And uh just things that are changing so quickly. Um, but that—that's the the nature of real estate, and it makes it fun. But I am a, a Colorado native. I'm a third generation Colorado native. Um, wow, three generations. Yeah, yeah. Where
0: did the first generation start so out? So
1: in Grand Junction, Colorado. Okay. My my, my grandpa Hyde, uh, he was a cowboy, and um, his father was it was a was a cowboy. Just um, yeah, just just great great men. Um, and I still got family on the western slope there and then over in utah so it's it's pretty cool just looking at the history of uh of my mom's side of the family very so, cool yeah uh
0: tommy you're with home smart tell us a little bit about home smart and what you guys have going on over there
1: yeah Homesmart. i've been with home smart since they uh, acquired cheer creek properties uh that was probably about six years ago now um, we are the largest brokerage in Colorado and we have brokerages throughout, I believe all well, 49 States. I don't think we're in all 50 yet. Um, we do have quite a few agents. That's why I love it because I can, uh, network with agents and also send listings to agents and Hey, I got a buyer for you. Or Hey, somebody tells me I got a buyer for your listing, Tommy, um, and very, very proud of being a part of HomeSmart. Um, I think we, I know we did. I know we closed the most transactions last year in the Denver metro area. So very, very professional agents and love being a part of uh, the HomeSmart family.
0: HomeSmart's a great company. We've worked with many HomeSmart agents over the years. They have a great reputation. They do a great job. So um, great to hear you're still with them, Tommy. And sounds like you're going to be for a while. Um, let's shift gears a little bit, Tommy. Yeah. Let's Let's talk about the market that we're in right now. Um, If you're out there and you're not uh, in tuned to the real estate market, the way that Tommy and I are, we, we were talking earlier, you know, we're kind of the boots on the ground for this industry. Uh, We tend to notice changes and see things a little bit earlier on than probably the general public. Um, I mentioned earlier in the show, Tommy, that we are coming out of an extreme seller's market. Talk to the audience. What is a seller's market?
1: Yeah, the seller's market. It's been, it's been, a, a seller's market for quite a while now. So that shift and how things are changing quickly. Um, and we'll get into that, but that seller's market is really, you could almost, I, I don't like to do that, but you could technically almost put a sign in the yard, overprice it, and you'll probably get multiple offers on that property. Yep. You get 10% over asking, sometimes 20. Um, so that that was a market where we had extremely low inventory and then also low, low, low interest rates. So people it didn't really it didn't really mind offering quite a bit over. Um so that seller's market, uh the seller could really demand whatever they wanted from rent backs, free rent backs, um to waiving inspections, no inspections, really buying side on scene. The the seller was in the in the driver's seat and um that that is that is changing. Um the sky's not falling, but it is changing and it is changing uh quickly.
0: So let's let's go backwards a little bit here, Tommy. Let's discuss what the market has looked like since the 2008 housing crash, so kind of before we got to where we are today. Um, it, 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 in general, what we saw in 2008, we had a major housing crash, and um, it, there wasn't a lot of real estate happening. And that started to turn around, I feel like around 2012 or so, where people started to get back out there. They started to feel more comfortable. And in my opinion we've been we've just been going since then, right? I mean we've seen roughly double digit uh increases in values since around two thousand and twelve or
1: so haven't we yeah, exactly, and that's really when I bought my first house, it was coming right out of that that crash that 0809 crash, but it started uptick yep around two thousand and twelve, and you started seeing slow multiple offers or just increased showings on on houses. Um, But ever since then, it just had kept going up and up and up. There was a little bit of blip. I believe it was 2019 where it slowed down a little bit. Um, But right after COVID, it it really just accelerated uh, because it just expanded. uh, Or you could work really from anywhere. But then also with the rates at historic lows. Um, And they're still historically low right now. um, But yeah, it was it was, not to the extent up.
0: that we had seen them, though. Right. So, I mean, you talk about probably on average double digits, maybe a 10% growth for roughly 10 years. That's just not sustainable. You know what I mean? And so, in my opinion, I mean, I think a correction was is it inevitable. Do you think we're starting to see that correction to some degree?
1: Yes. And I agree with you. It was unsustainable. when When you have people coming... Offering three, four, five hundred thousand dollars over asking—that's real. That's crazy. that's real, real numbers that yeah. that we have seen, and that's unsustainable. And that that prices people, just your average um, person that actually has a great job, but it prices them out of the market. And I believe in home ownership one hundred percent. But if somebody can't afford that down payment, or just are are just getting priced out by people who have deep, deep pockets. Um it's unsustainable and yeah. it's not it's not a healthy market.
0: So the impact of these changes as we, as we come out of this extreme sellers market and we, and the pendulum begins to shift back towards, um, you know, the, uh, I don't know if I want to say a buyer's market yet. Mm -hmm. We certainly aren't there yet where, you know, the leverage and the advantages with the buyers. I don't think we're there yet. I think we could see that. Uh, But as we shift that way, um, who's, who's more impacted by that? Do you think, do you think sellers are more impacted by that or buyers or, or is it kind of the same, but different?
1: Yeah, I, I would say it's kind of the same but different, because I, I look at it as, as we just talked about, all the way from 2012 to now, those increases, appreciation of 10, 20 percent, even even 30 percent in some neighborhoods that I saw, the sellers are you're still way ahead. You have a ton of equity in your house. Now on the flip side, you're, you, for a buyer, you're not competing against 5, 10. 15 20 offers. I had one that had 26 offers. 26 offers. Yeah. And that's that, insane. Yeah, you're not you're not competing that now uh with my current listings. Buyers have time to think about it. You don't have to make a rash rash decision. Um but yeah, the the pendulum is swinging uh towards the buyer side. But again, as a seller, the the sky is not falling. You have so much equity in your home.
0: Yep. And I think people like a stock almost, Tommy, mm-hmm. I think people try to, to time the sale of their home sometimes so that they can maximize the equity out of their home. Right. And it, and I get that. Mm-hmm. That's um, it, it makes sense to me. But it, but just like a stock, it's almost an impossible thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you bought your home to make money off of the sale of that home down the road, you know, now might be a good time to think about selling that home if you want to maximize that equity. But if you don't have a need to sell your home, like you said, the sky is not falling. Mm. Values may come down, but values will come back eventually, right? Right. Uh, But this is probably the natural correction that needed to happen after such incredible growth over over that time. Uh, You had mentioned uh, that buyers have a little bit more time to think now. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing that listings are sitting on the market a little bit longer right now?
1: Yeah, so instead of selling in that first weekend, it might take three to four weekends to sell. Um, it's just it's just the nature of, the, actually the season we're into, we're in summer. Yep. So yep. people are on their camping trips, summer vacation. They're just not thinking about it. So this is a natural slowdown this time of year anyways, but it is, it, it's gonna take a little bit of time to sell. And that's really for me and 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 for other agents is really coaching our sellers. This is what the market is looking like. And then also even we can't, Take those comps from three, four months ago, great point. Y- you just can't, and even when it was a seller's market, I would tell my sellers w- we won't we won't have really a gauge on our list price because it changes every single weekend. There's a new high water mark on our list price, so it was in and, and so many ways, I would tell my sellers, hey, we will have that price determined really that day when we we were listing because what I would do is I would call other agents who had just listed the house, see if they w- they could disclose what they went under contract for. And that affected the price because we were seeing 10% over asking, 20% over asking. And in that case, we could we could list the price even higher than what we thought even two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And it's still the same case now. We just really calling other agents, what traffic they're getting on their listings and being smart where that price is set.
0: I, I think you made a huge point here, Tommy, and, I, and that is you can't really use comps from four months ago, mm. right? And as much as you may want to, and you, your neighbor may have sold for X amount, and you feel like your house is better, nicer, equal, whatever the case might be, I think the reality is if you're serious about selling your home, you have to price it right, right? And if you price it low, typically the market will correct that, right? Mm-hmm. If you price it low, then typically you're going to get multiple offers and you're going to sell for a higher price anyway. But I think it's dangerous to list
1: high right now. Would you agree? Absolutely. And that's why it's so important to make sure you're interviewing your real estate agent to make sure that they are actually in it right now and that they are professional and that they have a track record of selling. Um the days of, hey, people just getting the real estate license, thinking yeah. this is an easy industry. Yeah. It's not. Yep. Um, you have a major asset on your hands. Yep. And you can't just entrust it to anybody because, like you just said, talked about, John, if you overprice your property right now and, and overprice it drastically, it's 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 not good. It's going um, to sit. You're going to
0: end up reducing it, right? You, yeah, you're chasing and the market. Probably getting less than you ultimately would have gotten had you... Gone in at the right price, or even a little lower,
1: yeah exactly, and listen and and interview your agent, but listen to them as well. I know when we think, Hey, my neighbor got this, they had cars out out, out of our neighborhood, lying out the door, just trying to to get in to see it. yep those days are 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 not here anymore, and yep. you have to make sure you are wise about pricing your house and then also another thing is. Making sure it's professional pictures, making sure the home is staged correctly. Listen to your agent. Make sure that agent has a staging team and a team around them. Yep. And then also, we'll make those suggestions to uh, to improve your property because you cannot just throw your house on the par- market and think it's going to sell in in a, in a bad condition. So,
0: great points, Tommy. So, uh, to that point, you got to have professional photos done. These mm-hmm. are not that expensive. Uh, and I don't, sometimes the realtor pays for it. Sometimes the client does, but they're just, they're not that expensive either way. Uh, a staging crew. I mean, I've had numerous agents, very good agents on the show and most of them swear by staging. Mm -hmm. They stage every single home. Even if that means just having a stager coming in and telling, uh, telling the sellers here, you know, I would put this here and clean up that and do those kinds of things. I think that really goes a long way. Um, and I think right now that 's going to be as important as it as it has been in a long time, Tommy. What about seller concessions and mm-hmm. and for our audience, seller concessions are where the sellers give the buyer money to use towards closing costs and prepaid items. We have seen that over the past few years, but it 's relatively rare. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to start to see more seller concession type stuff?
1: Yes, yeah, so if you're a buyer this is a is a great time and uh, for that seller concession, maybe it's buying down your rate a little bit and helping you with your closing costs. This is a great opportunity to to ask for those seller concessions. Um, in 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 cases where maybe that seller has overpriced their home, it's been sitting, it's been sitting. You go out with your agent, you make an offer. Maybe you give them close to what they're wanting, but then on the on the backside, you're asking for those seller concessions, and it's a win win for both parties. Because you don't have to bring as much money down, um, and maybe you're buying down your rate, your payment's a little bit lower, but then they're almost getting what they want for their house as well.
0: Absolutely. I I think that's going to be a real strategy uh, for sellers to help to sell their property. Um, Another, Just another couple strategies here that I think are going to come up, Tommy, uh, buy downs. Mm -hmm. So I've been in the industry for 10 years. Um, uh buy downs are not something that I have seen, but it, it used to be a pretty popular tactic. And that's where you're going to have basically you're going to have the sellers pay um, for the buyers to have a lower interest rate for the first year, two years, something like that. After that, the third year it goes to um, you know the normal payment, but the sellers end up paying the difference on those payments over the two-year period. Um, it's another strategy. It helps a buyer to get in with a lower payment at first. Um, I think we're going to start to see some of that kind of stuff as well, um, and then assumptions. So a lot of people don't know, but FHA and VA loans, which are loans backed by the federal government, these are assumable loans. So that means theoretically a buyer could come in and they could purchase a property and actually take over the loan that the seller has on that property right now. So if you think about where rates were a year and a half ago, somebody purchases a home with an FHA loan. They're at two point seven five percent in rates right now are at six or at six and a quarter or whatever they're at right now. That's a significant difference. That's really attractive. Like you want to know that if you're an agent or if you're a buyer or a seller out there, you want to know if the seller has an FHA or a VA loan.
1: Yeah, exactly. And those are those are two huge things. And that's why it's so important when you do interview your agent and hire an agent. And making sure that they understand and they have the resources behind them and great lenders uh, like the Hosterman team uh, to to understand that and identify it. Because then your house is even more marketable to a buyer and then advertising that agents advertising it out there. And you're going to get more for your house because they can assume that rate at a much lower rate than the the current uh, market is right now. You
0: are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Radio 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com. For mortgage questions and information, call us at 303-921-5747. If you would like to get in touch with Tommy Carafa with HomeSmart to discuss buying or selling your next home, he can be reached at 303 257 nine one. Tommy, one of my favorite parts of the show, we get to talk about listings for a minute and you have uh, a couple of great ones. Um, I think you actually have a few, so I'm going to let you talk about whichever ones you want to let the audience know, uh, you know, roughly where they're at, what the prices are and some details.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been good. We have, uh, four listings on the market right now, but two have, have just hit the market. Um, one of them is in the Ottawa, uh, community and that's in Parker. It's a Toll Brothers house, beautiful home. It's only two years old. It's 5,200 square feet, 3,600, uh, square feet finished. So four beds, four baths, expansive, uh, living area, massive kitchen Island. Um, one, of one of the, one of the best neighborhoods in my opinion in Parker, uh, and it feeds into some great schools, so if you're interested in that one, that one's listed just right over a million. Um, basically, again, a brand new brand new house, and that's a uh, Toll Brothers house. And then another one, we have uh, 2792 Elkstone Court, and that's in Colorado Springs. This home is stunning. It also is only two years old, 895,000, 4,000 square feet, 3,600 square feet finished, um, four beds, four baths. Uh, three-car garage, and over $100,000 worth of upgrades in the backyard. It also overlooks um, open space and then the mountain mountain views, too. And then we have another one over by Chatfield Farms, over by Chatfield Reservoir, beautiful listing, $940,000. Um, great, great location there. And then we have one hitting today in the Meadows, um, beautiful house, 725000 another one that's only two years old. So there's a lot of great inventory out there. And I would love to to show you those properties or have your agent go show you those. Tommy, what's your phone number if
0: somebody does want to get in touch with you on one of those properties?
1: 303-257-3891. Again, that is 303-257-3891.
0: You can always tell a good real estate agent if they're busy. Tommy, you are always busy. You got a lot going on, buddy. Yeah. And I think that is a testament to, to your knowledge and experience here in real estate. Um, you've always got a lot, a lot of clients that you're working with, and, and you must be doing a good job because they keep coming back. I've got a couple of listings here. Uh, first one, A Day Taiwu with uh, Brokers Guild Homes. And this one is at 1587 South Naples Street in Aurora. It is listed at 497,900. And this is a uh, rough square footage of 1,852, three-bed, two-bath, beautiful and pristine Tudor-style home tucked in a neat and quiet neighborhood. If you'd like some more information on this property, give A Day a call at 720 720- five six zero eight three two three i've uh, got a one more here and this one is justin fine with jack fine properties at one four one zero spruce street in denver this one's listed at five hundred and fifteen thousand just over twenty one hundred square feet three bed two bath. Be a part of the rapidly growing East Colfax area. Delightful duplex within close proximity to the bars, restaurants, coffee shops, Central Park, Lowry, downtown. This is an incredible location. Give Justin Fine a call if you'd like some more information on this property. He can be reached at 303-522-9622. All right, Tommy, great information so far. Um, I've got a few more topics I want to I touch base on with you. And uh, the first one is interest rates have basically doubled, if not, more, if not more than doubled in the last year or so. This has an immediate impact on buying power. So switching gears here a little bit, uh, talking about buyers just a little bit, interest rates have gone up significantly. Um, in my opinion, if you're waiting for interest rates to go back down, Please don't hold your breath because you're not going to be around when they do. Right. Um, I do think eventually they will. What are your thoughts on impacts to buyers with the changes in the interest rates?
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't sit on the sidelines and, and hoping and wishing that the interest rates are going to go down. That took a global pandemic for those rates to go down to where they were. Unless you want to have a global pandemic like we did, um, I don't see that happen, happening. I, I, I just cannot see the rates going down to where they were um I, I I know it affects your buying power, but like we just talked about you now you can ask the seller to help with some of those buy downs on those rates um but I would not sit on the sidelines waiting for these rates to go down
0: and what we mean by buying power or purchasing power we talk about sometimes on the show that's the ability how much can a buyer purchase given their particular characteristics for their file or if you will or or themselves and so if a lot of clients will max out what our what the debt ratios are right so let's say the debt ratios are 50% for a particular client that we may we may have said to them a year ago or so hey you know probably the highest home that you're going to be able to purchase is 500,000 right and now when interest rates basically double or even a little bit more than that now we have to go back to that client and say look now you're looking at a different home. You're not looking at a five hundred thousand dollar home anymore. You're now looking for a home probably in the three hundreds. You're probably not even in the four hundreds anymore. Um, and that's a huge. That could be a whole different part of town, right? Oh, yeah. Not only are you probably not looking in the same neighborhood. You might be looking at a different part of town, right?
1: Exactly. And, and instead of a single family house, now you might be looking at a, a townhouse, I don't know. Yep. maybe even a condo. Yep. Because that makes a big difference. And that's what I would I would encourage you if you are a buyer, do not wait because the rates can still continue to go up. That's right. Um, and, it, yep. and, it, and it can take away from your buying power even now.
0: Well, and we saw inflation numbers yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Most recent inflation numbers, inflation's at 9%. That is much higher than they would like inflation to be. The reality is that we can't continue to have high levels of inflation. We need to fight that inflation. Mm -hmm. One of the best tools that the government or the Fed has um, is to raise interest rates. And so there is a high likelihood, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, that you could see rates go even higher. Uh, You know, 6% sounds really high. 9% 9% sounds really, really, really mm. high. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so I think, I think Tommy makes a great point. Like, if you're thinking about buying a home, I really would, would consider doing it now. Because, I mean, worst case scenario, if rates drop back down to four, go ahead and refinance your loan, get into a better position. But now could be a very good time to purchase. Um, do buyers have a little bit more leverage with offers now, Tommy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, like, what we talked about is you do have time to think. Um, and in some cases sellers are, wait a minute, my house didn't sell in the first weekend or basically the first day it was on the market. I didn't have offers sight on scene. So sellers, I don't want to say they're panicking in some cases, but they are willing to take, you know, they're going to entertain any offer. Um, if it's been sitting for a little bit. So Yes, I, w- I, would, I would say as a buyer, this is a great time to go out and start looking. This is the time you've been waiting for. This is yes. the time that my buyers yep. who've been sitting on the sidelines have been waiting for. So why wait longer and j- maybe even, yeah, where interest rates possibly go up to 10%? You're still back in the same position. Now you just lost out yeah. on uh, on a potential home you could own now for 6%. So
0: Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. Uh, we've got a couple minutes left here, Tommy. Overall, do you think this shift in the real estate market, what we're starting to see right now, is a good thing for Colorado?
1: Yeah, I, I would. I would definitely say because I know I have even one of my sisters. Um, I have you know friends and family where this market was extremely difficult for them to buy, and it was unsustainable for for people to even get their dip their toe into the market. But now, yes, I believe it's healthy. I think um, it's not going to, the sky's not falling. I don't want to say that. But there's always there always needs to be checks and balances, a correction. Yes. And, and this is what we're seeing right now. And the good news is Colorado historically has always weathered recessions. Um, any major downturns like we had in 08-09, basically a crash, at 08-09, we were still doing well. And it also depends... That's why it's important to have that good real estate agent buy. You got to buy location, 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 buying in areas that are, will always be desirable. Your yeah. schools, um, walking distance, maybe to, to a coffee shop, whatever that might look like, make sure that, that you have an agent who is really in tune with that. Hey, historically, this neighborhood has, has year over year, even during a recession, um, has been, been a good market to sell.
0: Uh, Great information, Tommy. Great advice. I think you make some really, really good points here today. And I think, you know, a couple of the key things here, I, I think for sellers, it's a mindset adjustment. All right, I I think we've been used to for the last few years slapping your house on the market, and I'm not suggesting you do this or other agents do, but it, it but there is a mentality, or there had been a mentality out there for a while that that sellers didn't even need to have an agent working for them, mm-hmm. and uh, I never agreed with that particular position, but th- they felt that they could just put their house for sale and get you know a, a ton of money for it and be able to also protect themselves. By the way, because mm-hmm. the purchase contract is 18 pages long, so if you're not very familiar with that. I don't know how comfortable I would be doing my own transaction, but I think that mindset to, set has to shift to, mm-hmm. we need to really take a good look at, at recent comps, but also where just in the market is it? I mean, if mm-hmm. you pull comps and comps and you get a particular value, is that the value you want to list your house at, or do you want to bring it a little bit lower? Uh, those are the conversations you want to have with your agent to have a good strategy in place. As far as buyers go, Interest rates have gone up, but I, you know, I was talking to an agent I know uh, very well, Susie Roy, who's been around forever. She's been doing this for 25-plus years, um, and she said when she bought her first home, it was at 19%. Mm-hmm. So 19%, that's a lot higher than 6%. Yeah. Uh 6% is high compared to what we've seen lately, but it is still a very good interest rate. And again, if rates go down, you can you can always refinance your home. Um but if you're a buyer out there, I would take advantage of this market. Do not shy away from it. Uh now could be a great time to make that move. Tommy, as always, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Yeah. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. It. If you would like to get in touch with Tommy Carafa to discuss buying or selling your next home, Tommy can be reached at 303-257-3891. Thank you for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. If you have a question about financing your next home or refinancing a current mortgage, give us a call at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Denver 1600, Saturdays at 7 a.m. You can find past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com.